Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. I'm a pop revive with maniacal focus to teach the proven moves, no hocus pocus. Cause get rich quick is not a move, but the proven system will make your life improve. See, I'm more than just a rhymer, like a horse with blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show is where you find us. He be the Z and I be the C. Teaching business skills from Z to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no You know, Z, what was your favorite part about being poor? I mean, what was the highlight where you thought, man, this is awesome? Was it was it having the, all the yellow boxes? Was it putting the plastic on the couches and you keep it on there so you don't? You know, is it, was that your kind of looks you never would ruin no, the No, I think the, the, the most positive thing about that is that I didn't have to worry about anything getting stolen from me. Nice. I had nothing. You know what? I didn't have to worry about making a bad investment and losing it all. You know, you hear right, right. guys that you know have been to the pinnacle and they have all this money and they make some bad investments and they lose it all. Yeah. You know, and they say you know once you 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 get some money and then you lose it, it's worse than not having it at all. So I didn't have that. I mean, You're one so less thing to worry about. Yeah. Well, here's the deal: we're, we're talking today about improving your online reputation. And we have Pastor Brian on the show today from Owensboro, Kentucky. And we have Paul Hood with Hood CPAs on the show. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pull up here to the left, Z. This is a Google search result on the big screen. Okay. And I just did a search for Owensboro Church. And all the churches that come up, uh, Z, this is not a quiz, but this is a, 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 an attempt at, at uh, super aggressive interaction here. So if you're looking at the listings here, the, the first we see is the Owensboro Christian Church. Then you see River City Owensboro Church. Then you see Owensboro Church of Christ. Now, Owensboro Christian Church has 18 reviews. River City has 281, and Owensboro Church of Christ has three. Now, I'm really into the Church of Christ movement. I like that when they don't have any music. That's exciting to me. Um, but what church would you go to based upon the those reviews well um based on those reviews i would go to the river city owensboro church they had get five stars and they've had 281 that's pretty impressive the others um don't have near the reviews and they're i guess owensboro church of christ has five stars but they only have three reviews oh three reviews and then the other one has uh 18 that got 4.3 so we have like three reviews you wonder how many people are on staff there's three people on staff three reviews okay i, don't know. I mean three i mean that's kind of you your mom did one you so, know your brother this is the thing when i sold dj connection back in the day i remember i sold dj connection and the, and the thing that happened is right before i sold it all of a sudden the internet was becoming a thing and yellow pages were still effective, but the yellow the internet was becoming a thing. Those were the good old days. Kids, kids these days have it so easy. Yeah, right before kids wore helmets and you could still eat gluten. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. When so, your mom actually locked the door to keep you outside the house instead of locking you right. in. I mean, remember these days. It was a great time. It was a great time. I watched the A Team. I was watching Mash. It was a great, great time in American history. Yeah. So, I, I I thought when I sold the business, I'm going to figure out how the internet works because everyone uses it. So I've sold the company. I have, I have a lot of time freedom. I might as well figure this internet thing out. And one thing that, was, that blew my mind was how everybody reads reviews, but who writes reviews? I mean, really. Yeah. So I want to ask you this, Pastor Brian. When you, for, as a pastor of the River City Church in Owensboro, did it kind of blow your mind how, what a profound impact reviews have on people's, uh, uh, people's opinion, outsiders' opinion of your church, but yet how little effort is typically spent on gathering these things yeah it really it really does blow your mind how typically the only person that's going to write a review or do something like that is a negative person negative <laughs> people are so much more motivated typically to to share their message than in, in, a positive the, person ever is in the church world too oh it's the exact same way so like like the other day i'll, I'll give you an example yes. we got a call 
uh, you you helped us uh, get some. Uh, I don't know what you call it, guys on the street advertising. Yeah. We used to call it bum advertising, but the that's not flippers. politically correct now. So I have to come up with another term, sign flippers. And so we had sign flippers going, and some guy called, and he's like almost crying. He left a message. He said, "Hey, I was having such a bad day, and then I saw all your kids out there uh, with signs." inviting people to church and it just cheered me up and I want to let you know it's making a difference and I promise you in about 13 years that's one of about five positive calls like that you're ever going to get because positive people they're just going about their life they appreciate what you do they're not bad it's not malicious it's just not on the list but negative people build a life and a flow around trying to destroy somebody that maybe even just had a bad day and 88 percent of people According to according to Forbes, read reviews before watching a movie, going out to eat, investing time to go to church, whatever it is. And so I just want to help somebody out there who's listening and maybe has a church who doesn't have a lot of reviews. How did you go about getting reviews? Because you have thousands of members. And I mean, do you just say, uh, okay, we're going to we're going to pray for reviews? I mean, do you have to actually ask people you have to fast for the reviews? Is there a Bible too. verse about you, you have not because you ask days. not? Did you did you fast? Did you walk? Did you <laughs> march around the church? What did you do? <laughs> I did all of that. I fasted. I marched. I prayed. I did all of that. No, actually, I asked people what and, and you helped me set up Thrive Time helped me set up a schedule on what I was going to push on what day of the month. And so there's a day that comes around every month. You don't want to get up there every week. I'm in a pulpit. Come on, we're, we're preaching the Bible. And <laughs> Today's like, sermon is about have, uh, Google reviews. Give us reviews, you know, lest the Lord smite me. You know, so it's got to be different than that. But but you got to build those things in. Once a month, I'm asking for a review. And the, the ask is something like this. It's like, hey, we live in a digital world. More people are reading these Google reviews than they're coming just because a friend talks to them. If you haven't noticed yet, people don't have friends. They have phones now. So what we have to do is we have to get good reviews. So please consider giving us a five-star review. If there's an area of the church that's touched your life, the kids' ministry, the music, the word, just write a couple of lines on there, give it five stars, and you'll help people find our faith community. Now, Z, for anybody out there who's saying to themselves, uh, I don't want to ask people for reviews. I just feel like they should just give them to me organically, you know, and I have some bad reviews. I've been doing this for 25 years, but I'm I believing they're right around the corner. I'm going to get some good ones. I mean, what, if, what would you say to somebody who doesn't want to ask for reviews? I, unless you want the trolls to run your Google reviews. The trolls, I in control. The trolls, I, I love the trolls. You know, I'm old enough, Clay. Mm. I'm old enough that I remember you back, look in, young the, enough, back in the day. Oof. Thank you. I appreciate okay, that very well. much. But I'm old enough that I remember, you know, there was a saying that said, an unhappy customer is going to tell 10 people, oh. and a happy customer might tell one or two. Well, wow. now, that's they just put zeros on the end of that, right? Yeah. Because now with this thing, thank you, Al Gore, by the way. We have a yeah, good sh- yeah. shout-out the, the He put the parental advisory sticker on the CDC and Tipper did that. Oh, yeah. And he uh, apparently invented the internet. Thank apparently. You. apparently. Job well done, Al. Job yes. well done. Wow. Well done. We'll reverse that uh, global warming. Yeah, so now you have that. The problem is uh, the people that, here again, the people that are... Uh, fell out there done wrong are just much more motivated you know when you go in and have a good experience you're thinking to yourself i expected that because that's why i went there i want to ask you this paul how many reviews do you have down in your bartlesville location for hood cpas right now We're about 120 about 120 and again you've been in business for for 20 something years yeah. mm-hmm. what 25 years something yes about thousands of customers yep, yep and you had to ask for them yep it's and what we, you do yeah. between well between all three offices we're we're a little over 300 reviews now and uh, you know we same thing we asked for them we we put a we actually went so far we put a little laptop out at our front desk everyone and when they come in we have it ready for them it's Boom. just right there 
And, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Is, is if we do well for you, please share the message. And here, we'll make it convenient for you to share the message. In our final minute of this segment, I want to ask Pastor Brian this. What happens by default if you let a, a Facebook ad or a Google ad run and you just let that toxic buildup occur and you don't eventually get out front of it? Oh, listen, we, we ran one. Uh, I think church should be fun. So we put together a marketing campaign. It said church is fun. The Bible says Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Right. And man, the people that got angry <laughs> because we said there are thousands of people that hate the idea that church should be fun. So they all know church should be holy. I agree, but it can also be fun. Church should be, you know, uh, stoic. I, well, whatever you think, but pious and to, stoic and pious boring. and stoic and cold, uh, like hospice or something. But eventually <laughs> you have to clean that out and start over or become so toxic. Jesse would look at it. My, my wife, she's like, oh, Brian, look look at this. This is turning terrible. So you got to kill it and start over. You got to be proactive about managing your online reputation. When we come back, we're going to talk about building a sustainable budget for your organization. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at drivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. I'm super excited because today inside the studio, we have Pastor Jesse, who has made it here all the way from Owensboro, Kentucky. We have Paul Hood, Oklahoma's number one CPA. In every way, we have Dr. Z, who always brings ecstasy when he is next to me. Z, we're talking about building a sustainable budget. Now, this is, I think, a great topic to talk about with Pastor Jesse because... You couldn't be more passionate about an organization than to be a pastor. But yet, even in, in, in the ministry, you have to have a budget. So I'm going to start with you, Dr. Z, and ask you this. What role should a budget have in any business? For Because so, so many entrepreneurs say, oh, but, but I'm passionate. It's not about the numbers for me. It's about the passion. So for anybody out there who says, it's not about the numbers, babies. It's about the passion. What would you say? Well, a budget says money, here's what you're going to do. Here's mm-hmm. where you're going to go. So you're directing your resources and you've pre-planned it so that in the middle of the month you're not in like panic mode going... <gasps> I, whenever we have the I've never the way I do with my accounting, this is how I, it's kind of an adrenaline thing for me. With a typical month has four, four weeks in it, but there's some months that have a five. When there's that fifth week, I, oh, I don't sleep. I stay up at night. The adrenaline don't have gets, electricity it's, it's, that week. It's yes. exciting. I don't, I don't hang glide. I don't ski. This is how I get, this is how I get my thrills. But I mean, there's people that do it that way. Apparently there are. And you know, and, and every, every so often they're just so stressed out about, you know, they, they, they it's kind of a surprise. I wonder if I have any money in my checkbook. I wonder. I wonder. You've been behind yeah. that guy in line at Guitar Center before? I go to Guitar Center that's so in, in Atwoods, and that guy will swipe one card, and it's like, Gretzky denied. Okay. okay. I got another one. Here we go. Okay. Gretzky denied. Okay. Denied. Here we go. Denied. They're just not even sure what card's going to work. So I want to ask you this. Pastor uh, Jesse, you started, you and your husband started River City Church from r- literally uh, nothing after going to Oral Roberts University. I mean, you moved to Owensboro, Kentucky. True. Uh, when you started it, did you know anybody there? 
we were introduced to two families before we started the church in Owensboro. So back in the day, I'm sure your early budget consisted of, okay, we have $7 on us. Okay, now we're going to use those $7. Hopefully it multiplies. Right, I mean, that's how you kind of started at first, right? We would have loved $7. Okay. (laughs) So you just did whatever you could do. Yes. And then when did you realize, okay, the church is big enough where we probably now need to have a budget? Because when you're starting, I get it. When you're a startup, I mean, a budget's kind of like, hey, take 100% of everything, put it into that. But when did you realize, okay, it's time to probably have somebody on our team looking at the numbers? Uh, Well, it's within the first um, two months, probably, because we needed a place to meet. We needed um, chairs to sit in. And we started thinking, man, we've really got to come up with something to... um, you know, we've got to come up with some plan. What is important to us? What is our church going to do? What is our church going to look like? And then we have to assign dollars to those spots. So when you're thinking about uh, ministry, I don't I don't think you probably look at your congregation, you look out there and go, that's uh, $7 per person. There's 800 people there. That's going to be, I mean, but how do you account for it? Do you figure out there's an average donation per person? Do you do how do you how do you budget how do you how do you how do you if, if someone's listening out there and they're in ministry how do you budget I mean is there a certain number per member of the church or how, how, how do you figure that out well not a lot of things in ministry are quantifiable so it's kind of exciting to us when we actually get something that you can put a number to because we don't get a lot of that it's all going to be eternal I'm sure we'll have crowns but you know it's not like you can see it today so we love to count people and we love whenever we can um, know and there are national averages to that depending on what kind of city you're in. Uh, town, what kind of church that you are, whether it's super evangelistic and you're reaching people that have never been churched or whether or not it's a church that um, is kind of very, very churchy. And there are numbers that are on average. And then we understand that we have to have so much to minister to that human being and so many people that will never donate $1. So we just have to average it out amongst them. How much of a stress is the budget when running a church, I mean, is that a is that a big thing you have to think about? Is it is it uh, a small kind of? I mean, how big of a of a part does the budget play into your conversations about growing the ministry and what you're doing? Well, it's it, you can't do it without money. I mean, we love you know Jesus is what you're doing, and it's what you're giving to people. And Jesus and salvation are free, but ministering to people is not. <laughs> so you, it's a part of every conversation. What what is the maximum that we can do with this dollar? How many? What is the maximum amount of people that we can reach with this dollar? And then making sure that you set up things that are going to reach those people with those dollars. Well, you know, Bill Gates, uh, the co-founder of Microsoft, he said, "Know your numbers." He says. Knowing your numbers is a fundamental precept of business. Uh, Paul Benjamin Franklin, who couldn't be here today, uh, he says, beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. If you are going to work with a church out there or any organization and you're going to help them establish a budget, what's the first couple of steps that you would do for, to help the listeners out there? Well, what we typically do, because a budget really, uh, from the bat, from the other side, uh, holds you accountable. So if you've set a budget in, for entertainment and, and you've already ex- exceeded your entertainment budget as a family and the next movie came out and it's the 29th of the month, you're going to wait until the next month. So what we do is, though, is the starting point is where's your money going right now? 
And so we typically will tell uh, our client or a church or a business, all right, let's take the last six months and let's schedule out. Where did the money go? And then we look for waste and look for where's places we should be spending money on. And, and then we establish that baseline so that we can hold ourselves accountable. And then we do pro formas to see with growth, this is what it should be. And this is where we go. But we start with where, where their money's going at the current currently. I, I uh, uh, Z, I want to uh, bring up this. This is, a, this is an awkward, awkward part of the, awkward, the show here. Awkward. Okay. Um, when I attend church, there's certain pastors that the way that they mention money makes me feel weird. And there are certain business owners that do it too, as an example. So if I needed to collect a payment from somebody, I'd say, hey, do you want to put that on a debit card or a credit card? Boom, no big deal. But some people kind of get that angst, like, hate to bring this up, but uh, gotta, you know, if you hypothetically, if say you were going to pay me, how would you, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you were going to pay a guy like me, a girl like you, pay a guy like me, I mean, if we were going to say... What are the odds of a guy like I, you going to pay me the money you owe me? I'll You're give saying, you a piece of paper. You just write on there. But yet, I, I've noticed that Pastor Brian and, and Pastor uh, Jesse, you guys have this this first fruits thing you do. Sure. And uh, you guys, it doesn't feel weird when you talk about finances. You're very transparent. I think you were talking about uh, such exciting things as replacing your flat roof, which I know is a <laughs> which hot... Which everyone loves to give to. But talk to me. For <laughs> anybody out there who's listening who has a business or a church and they're feeling awkward about mentioning money or budgets or asking for money, what advice would you have for them? Uh, my advice would be if you're handling money clean and you're doing things right, you have no reason to feel awkward about mentioning money. So to me, as long as everything's on the up and up, there's accountability and everything's running clean, I don't ever have to stand up there and feel bad about anything. They're given to save lives. We're given to put people in heaven. We're giving to make sure kids know the Ten Commandments, which we could use these days. We're giving yes. to make sure they know the books of the Bible, that they know that they're loved, and that when they grow up, no matter what happens anywhere in the world, they know that the church is a safe place place for them to come and that it's where they want to have their families. And so I guess that just takes the awkward out of it for me, because as long as I know that everything's clean in the in the in the bookkeeping office, then I have the freedom to just act at, you know, just let people know what they get to give to because I give to it and I love it. So <laughs> it's the best thing I do with my money. So I'm pumped about it. Now, Z, this is something I want to get your take on here. A lot of business owners hate raising their prices. They hate mentioning money to their staff. They hate talking about payroll. I don't really have an issue with that, but I, so I don't really understand why people get stressed out about asking it or mentioning what people get paid. But what's that phobia from? What, what's causing some entrepreneurs just to totally not address the topic of raising prices or paying their people properly? Or what, what's going on there? Fear and kind of wrapped around rejection. You know, if you gave you tell a great story about back in the day, you gave yourself a raise by raising your DJ uh, jobs $40 a piece. $40 a piece. And, and you were like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to lose business. People are going to uh. you know, revolt. They're going to scream at me. And you, you know, you may have lost a show or two, but you know, when you're doing hundreds of them, that's, you know, you, you do the math on it. You made so much more money in doing it. And so, you know, a lot of it is people don't understand it. How long has it been since you've raised a price? And does it make sense to raise prices? Right. And that's some of the mentoring we do here at Thrive Nation. You know, we're trying to encourage people, hey, you've got them in there. You don't have to give this stuff away. And, you know, you can't make a profit. And you need to pay yourself first. You know, Z, thinking about, speaking of fear, you know, fear, Z, is false evidence appearing real. But what if you have a really scary bathroom, an actual real bathroom? It's, it's a bathroom that's so scary that you actually should inspire fear in others because it's it needs to be maintained. Well, there, well <laughs> Right? I mean, you're going, it's like Get a it first, on that checklist. Get it clean. Come on. I mean. 
mean, if you, is, is your bathroom a quick trip or is it the other guys, right? Yeah. And if you want your bathroom to be quick trip quality, Chick-fil-A quality, Starbucks quality, what you got to do is you got to call our good friends at Classic Janitorial. Z, why do you got to call Classic Janitorial? Do, do your bathrooms matter? Do you really want to clean your bathroom? I mean, you can hire this thing out. Is that the best use of your time, Clay? And they're scrubbing on that toilet, is it? I usually go with the toothbrush me- method where I like to just get in there and just spend at least three or four hours personally. I like to get close to the scene, close to the action. Well, what I love about it, you get on their website, theclassicclean.com, and you can get a free quote. So just quote that thing out. Is that really the best use of your time? I mean, I know you love to mow the yard. I know you well, love I, to clean the bathroom. I, I know the, you enjoy that kind I of stuff. I got the new toothbrushes where it's, it's kind of Oral B. They're really nice. It's 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 like a electrical. You have a little battery. Oh, wow. That's, that's almost If cheap. you don't want to do easy. that, call 918-671-2046. 918-671-2046. When we come back, we're going to talk about more about growing an organization. That- 